The Jesuits and spiritual directors of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center invite you into prayer. As we begin our prayer time, we pause for a moment, rest our bodies, and sense God's loving gaze upon us. God is here, inviting us to be still and know that I am God. I ask for the grace to see my true self more clearly so I can love as I am called to love. Our reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold into slavery under sin. I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. No, if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law is good. But in fact, it is no longer that I do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells within me that is, in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer that I do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God, in my inmost self, but I see in my members another law at war with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with my mind I am a slave to the law of God, but with my flesh I am a slave to the law of sin. This week's contemporary voice is Ruth Burroughs. There is an inevitable conflict between our true self and its deepest desire to be enfolded, possessed by our beloved, and the innate desire to control, to possess, to find fulfillment within ourselves, of ourselves. This we can call the ego. It is our basic self-orientation, which is a dead end. But it is precisely our nature to go beyond the limits of our nature so as to enter into God. The self must triumph over the ego. 
Let these words sink into your soul. This week's reflection is by Maria Kressler. Wow, does this scripture dredge up a lot of negative feelings. So much of our Christian theology passed on to us generation after generation is rooted in Paul's writings and references to flesh as negative and sinful and the spirit being of God and therefore good. It seems that we forget that in Genesis creation stories, God created humans and declared them very good. And that in the opening of the Gospel of John, we hear God became flesh and dwelt among us. Clearly, there is goodness in the flesh. And yet somehow the perennial message is that anything of the flesh is sinful and only the spirit is good. Certainly, this was true for many a canonized saint and even the Buddha. When we read Galatians or Romans, we begin to see these two terms, flesh and spirit, in very dualistic ways. And this is where the damage gets done in the passing on of the faith. Christians over the ages have been trying to get out of the flesh and into the spirit for some time now. A sad byproduct of such misinterpretation is that it has created an unbalanced view of sin. The tendency to view sins of the body, the flesh, as more significant and important than our complicity in the social sins of racism, hate, exclusion, or abuse of creation, etc. It's a very sad byproduct. Thankfully, we do have good scripture scholarship over the years, and when one looks at the translations, and the words used, we can begin to see more clearly what Paul was trying to say. When Paul used the word sarx, it was typically translated as flesh in most contemporary languages with a negative connotation. Even though the same word was used in verse 14 of John, the word became flesh. Somehow Paul's negative version is what sticks. Today, many scripture scholars will point to the word ego as the closest meaning of the word sarks. Interestingly enough, it's our contemporary reading today from Ruth Burroughs that points us in the direction of this more accurate understanding of the word sarks as ego. As she alludes, if we are trapped in the ego, we are being pulled away from God. So another way to read the scripture might be, I know in my heart what I'm being called to do 
how I am to love. But my ego self is weak. And I end up doing exactly what I do not want to do. Not loving as I am called to. You know, I want to be loving to my husband. Truly, I do. However, when I want to be right, when in a disagreement, or when I want things my way, when I choose to put my feelings first, I give in to my ego needs. And as a result, I cause separation between us, between me and my true self, ultimately between me and God. Again, Ruth Burroughs and her comments today. She tells us there is inevitable conflict between our true self, which at its deepest level desires to be possessed by our beloved, versus our false self, whose innate desire is to control, to possess, and to find fulfillment within ourselves, of ourselves. When we are caught up in self, caught up in our own self-orientation, it is indeed a dead end. Even if my desire is to be one with God, if I can't see the world beyond my place in it, my way, my ideas, my needs, and not open to others, this is where my sin lies. Richard War once said, the problem isn't that we have a body, it's that we think somehow we are separate from others and God. We are not. For me, this is why the examine prayer is such a gift. It often helps me look at this very truth. It is a good review of myself over the day. And when has my ego gotten in the way of being the whole person I am meant to be? By reviewing the day with God, seeing where the gifts of the day are, as well as how I can be trapped in the false self, the ego, such that I cannot see that I'm such a part of something much greater. It's through the examine that I see myself more clearly. And it helps me recognize, recognize when me, when my ego sarks, gets in the way of loving. The grace that comes from praying the examine is truly amazing, as our musical piece today suggests, because it does save me, wretch that I am. Thanks be to God that we have Jesus and our Lord to show us the way. Speak to God in these final moments about whatever is stirring in your heart.
Amazing God, my God of great patience, please nurture me in newness. Set me free from my false self. Forgive me for my selfish needs, my need to control, to possess, to be right, to be first. Instead, help me see the me you created me to be, to be my true self, the one you created to love as you love.